Praise the Lord, saints. Hallelujah. God is good. Amen. Welcome to Sunday night, prayer night. I think I see and recognize most of us here, but if you're visiting, welcome to church on Sunday nights. My name's Ben. I'm one of the pastors here, so nice to have you here tonight. We just sang that song, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem. I'm so glad my parents, when, we were, when I was a senior in high school, took us to Israel with the church, and we were in the, in the quote, young person's bus, unquote. And we pull up to Jerusalem, I think it was the evening time, and, and there we pulled into, into Jerusalem, and as you got out of the bus, we started singing the song, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem, so is the Lord round about his people. And as you started to look around Jerusalem, you started to see what David saw. He saw mountains around Jerusalem, and it really hit home. You know, that was probably one of the most wonderful trips I've ever been on, just because the Word of God came to life so much. You saw what they saw in nature, and then you saw them giving glory to God. Then you saw what was around them, and you saw them giving glory to God. They took what was around them, and they gave glory to God, and it was just really a testimony and I seen, every time we sing that song, I remember all of us on the young person's bus all together swaying and singing, as the mountains are round about Jerusalem. And it was so touching and moving how the Lord is still alive and working today. Amen. We pray that the Lord will work in our prayers tonight. Amen. And be alive with us and work with us as he worked with King David even back 2,000 years or longer ago. So Heavenly Father, we love you so much. You did all the glory. Nature tells of your glory. We want to praise you tonight. We want to worship you tonight. Father, we ask that you give your ear to us in honor and respect. We're asking, Lord, that you give your ear to us and hear the prayers tonight. Let them enter your, your space in your throne room that you can hear these prayers and touch the saints tonight in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, I want to jump right into Matthew chapter 9. Sorry if my voice is a little bit raspy. Apologize for that. I don't have a booming voice, so if I talk too much, I tend to lose it. So I was a busy weekend chattering. So in Matthew chapter 9, verse 35, we come across uh, what Jesus, something Jesus said here. It says in verse 35, Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. But when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were weary and scattered like sheep having no shepherd. Then he said to his disciples, the harvest is truly plentiful, but the laborers are few. Therefore, pray the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Words of Jesus here. It's neat. I love the, the New Testament you always want to know what Jesus did in his daily life, and it gives us a picture of Jesus. And here he is, Jesus seen teaching, and Jesus preaching, and Jesus healing. Right? This is what Jesus did. He taught, he preached, and he healed. But Jesus, remember, Jesus was fully flesh and fully spirit, fully God at the same time, and he noticed something. He noticed something, being man the flesh and God. He noticed that man had a need, Right? There was a need here, and he had a desire. A desire came out of him. Being a man of flesh, he had a need. And he had compassion. We see that he had a need. He had compassion for the weary and the scattered. The people who were 
had no shepherd, who was just aimlessly walking about life. All of a sudden it drew on him as he saw this multitude. He had a feeling in his heart, I have compassion for these people, the lost. They're weary, they're scattered, they're trying to do their best in life, but they're scattered. They're, they're being drawn down. And he noticed there was a lot to do. It says the multitude. There was a lot of people he had to touch and get out to. And he looked around almost too much. Almost like he couldn't do it on his own. Look at all the needy that are here. Look at all the scattered that are here. Remember, he was in the flesh. He wanted to touch them all. It says he went about teaching and preaching and healing all manners of disease to everyone that came to him. He wanted to go to everybody, but here he looked up and he saw, wow, there's a lot more people. Maybe he was in the middle of healing and touching and there was a little break and he looked up. When's this line going to end? And he looked up. The line's not ending. It keeps going. And he had compassion for them. And he saw, there's a lot to do here. But you know what, saints? He realized, I can't do it. The man in the flesh, him by himself in the flesh, I have a hard time touching all these people. It would be too much for me in this life. I have my father's will I have to do. And look what Jesus said there. He had a fix. His fix was, let's pray. Let's pray. Hey, disciples, let's pray. Let's pray. There's a lot to do. He had a prayer that specifically the Lord of the harvest sends out laborers into his harvest. You get a mind of what Jesus thought here. There's a lot of work to be done. As a man, I can't do it by myself. The 12 disciples with me, I can't, we cannot do it by ourselves, but we can pray. And this is what we're going to pray, that God, our Father, sends out laborers into the harvest. What a prayer, amen, saints? What compassion, what passion Jesus had for the souls of men. He didn't want to stop touching them. He wanted to go further. He wanted to go further and touch every single soul that he could. I pray that's our heart's desires. Think about it today. Who is doing the teaching and the preaching and the healing? Is it a man? Do you rely on human wisdom only? Do you you rely on your own wisdom only? Who's preaching in your ear? A podcast? Another preacher? Here at Living Word Church? Who's talking to you? Who's leading you? Well, the correct answer that here that Jesus wanted to do was the Holy Ghost. Pray to the Holy Ghost. Right? Pray to the Father that the Holy Ghost would put on the hearts of laborers to send out. Pray to the Father that the Holy Ghost would stir in the hearts of other men that they would go out and be sent out. This was the Lord's prayer. Pray that the Holy Ghost would fall on laborers to go out into the harvest. This is what the Lord wanted. We can turn to John chapter 16. On the same train of thought, speaking about the Holy Ghost. This is what the Holy Ghost is going to do. We know this scripture probably by heart. In John chapter 16, verse 12, it says this, I still have many things to say to you. This is Jesus speaking. I still have many things to say to you, but you cannot bear them now. However, when he, the spirit of truth, has come, he will guide you into all truth. For he, he will not speak of his own authority, but whatever he hears, he will speak, and he will tell you things to come. Look at the blessing here, saints. Isn't this a blessing that Jesus thought about us? He thought about people to come after him. Jesus says, I still have many things to tell you. 
He wasn't done teaching and preaching. He had many things to tell his followers. How was he going to tell his followers if he, if he was going to the cross and dying and ascending to heaven? How would he tell his followers? How would he tell people to come? All the things I have to do for you. All the things I want to do for you. How is he going to tell us in central New York the things that he wants us to do? How is he going to do it? Jesus had many things to say. Can I add that maybe he had many things to do? Maybe he had many things he wanted to do. He wanted to do in the midst of the community that he was in. How is Jesus able to say something to us today, to do something in our midst, to show us a vision for this church, for this house, for our community? The power is through the Spirit. The power is through the Holy Ghost. See, Jesus still has many things to say. He still wants us to do many things. How is he going to tell us? By laborers being in tune with the Holy Ghost. Are you filled with the Holy Ghost? Is the Holy Ghost bubbling in your heart? Do you have an ear for what Jesus is saying to you? Jesus, you have many things to say. What do you want to tell me? What do you want me to do? Where do you want me to go? What do you want me to say? God had compassion. We are to have compassion. God wanted to shepherd people. We are to help people get shepherded. We are to help people get into a place where they can be shepherded and brought along in Jesus Christ and grow. Look what the Holy Ghost does. It's a guide to truth. It's a perfect time in this world today, isn't it, saints? Having truth. You can talk about a lot of things to have debate about. But here's something that we know is true. God saves the lost soul. God has compassion for those who are scattered and weary. God wants to bring them into a house, a church to be shepherd. This is the vision of a church to help shepherd those to Jesus Christ. This is what the Holy Ghost will help do. Look what else what he has. He has a voice of direction. He gives direction. He gives purpose. You might think, as a young person even today, as Brother Brian mentioned this morning, what's the Lord going to do? How am I going to get through this? Maybe you're thinking, how am I going to accomplish this goal that I have? The Lord will give you direction through the Holy Ghost if you're filled with him. And look at the last thing. He gives a voice for things to come. What's going to happen in the future? What happens tomorrow? Well, you never know. The Holy Ghost might say, wake up and go here and start preaching my word. Or wake up, you might be in the grocery store and you might be feeling something's going to happen in the grocery store. I got to talk to that person in front of me. That's the Holy Ghost bubbling in your heart. You see, the Lord has many things still to say. He wants to tell us to do more. Proverbs 16, chapter 16, verse 1, you don't have to go there, but it says, the plans of a heart the plans of the heart belong to a man. The preparations or the plans of, a, of the heart belong to a man, but the answer of the tongue is from the Lord. You see, humans do all the planning, the Bible says. We plan, we think, we make preparations, but the answer of the tongue, how that gets done, is from the Lord. It's from the Lord that we get our plans fulfilled. There's a correct way to answer all of our plans, all of our preparations. That answer comes to the Lord. There's a way to prepare for witnessing. There's a way to be filled. There's a way to, to love the brethren. The answer comes from the Lord. And that answer will be spoken out loud. A couple of verses later in Proverbs 16, verse 3, it says this, Commit your works to the Lord and your thoughts will be established. 
Commit means to roll it over. Commit. Roll them over to the Lord. You have something? Roll it to the Lord. And you know what it says when you do that? You'll be established. It says you'll be established. This verse in one, which says humans plan, but the answer they get, the final answer is from the Lord. In verse three, it says, can I say it this way? Commit everything you do to the Lord or whatever you do, commit it to the Lord and he will establish your plans. You see, it's about planning and then committing those plans to the Lord and letting him establish them. Saints, I know we want to reach the lost. I know we want this house filled. I know we want the Holy Ghost here, but that's the work of the Lord. We can plan it and then wait for the Lord. We can plan it and let the Lord lead us. We can make preparations in our hearts and see what the answer of the Lord will be. Amen, saints? I can remember when I was praying about college, I'll keep this quick because most of you know it, to help you give an analogy to real life. Well, not an analogy, but a real life story. When I was praying for college, I really decided, I had this attitude a little bit. I had so many adults telling me in the church, well, if I was your age, I would have done this and I would have prayed and the Lord would have. So I challenged that. I said, Lord, if they're all speaking truth, I'm going to give it to you. If they're saying, Lord, if I had the opportunity when I was young, I would have had the Lord pick my career. I would have done something different. I'm going to say, hey, I'm going to take those words and I'm going to challenge. Hey, Lord, are you going to answer this prayer? What career do you have for me? I'm going to lay it down. What career do you want for me? I'm going to give up. I had ideas. I had plans. I was going down certain roads. I was still studying as hard as I could. I was not one of these people. Hey, if the Lord wants me to pass this test, I'll pass the test. No. I was like, I'm studying for the test. But I did say, Lord, if you didn't have, you want me to do a career, I'm going to let you pick my career. And I one night shut my door, as you know, and I prayed, 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 and I prayed, prayed, prayed. You know, I had plans. I had preparations. But the word of the Lord came to me, as it says in Proverbs, the answer of the tongue was this. You're going to PA school and you're going to LeBoyne. I got an answer. So I had a plan. I was preparing. But as I prayed, as I started to pray to the Lord, Lord, I have these plans, but I'm willing to give up any plans that I have so your plan will be done. And the Lord gave me an answer. I can remember when I was thinking about my what, thinking about marriage, I always left that to the Lord. I never pursued it really. I always thought, hey, hey, the Bible says sometimes it's, there's, a, there's a blessing in being single that you can do the work of the Lord just like there's a blessing in being married. Hey, I wanted the Lord to choose that. I prayed to the Lord, Lord, I'm going to leave that in your, in your hands, your court. If it's your will, I'll get married. If it's not your will, I'll do the work of the Lord either way. One night in church, I stood up, I looked across the church, and I saw my wife in all of her splendor and glory. <laughs> and the Lord put on my heart, the first words in my heart were this, you're going to marry her. You see, the, the Lord established my future. You see, as I prayed to the Lord, as I committed those things to the Lord, as I rolled them over to the Lord, we want to have so much control of what we're doing in life and where we're going in life and how we witness and who we're going to witness to and, and what next project we're going to have and what career I'm going to have and who I'm going to marry. But the Lord has compassion for the, those who need shepherding. The Lord has compassion for the weary and the scattered, and he wants to work with them. You see, Jesus, even in human flesh, realizes he needed help. And saints, I want to I encourage us tonight that this, that the Lord needs help. And don't take that, I'm not being disrespectful of that. In this way, he uses men to help other men. 
Even Jesus in human flesh realized he had limitations. And you might feel tonight, I have a limitation. I've been praying for something. I've been seeking the Lord for something. I feel limited. It's too big for me. It's beyond me. I don't see the future in it. I don't see the answer in it. Well, Jesus looked up and he had so many people in front of him. He didn't know where to turn, except he did. He turned to his disciples and he said, let's pray. Let's pray. And that's my encouragement for tonight. If you're seeking the Lord for something, it's witnessing. We want to fill this house with souls. We want to bring those who are lost and scattered in our community. Don't we want to bring them to be shepherded? Don't we want to witness to them and bring them to the feet of Jesus so they can make the decision for the Lord? How is that going to happen? Well, Jesus said here, pray that laborers grow out. I don't think that's necessarily, it could be. I think it's both sides of this coin. It could be that certain people are sent out. But I also think it's this, that pray, Lord, give me as I go out a divine appointment. Something in my heart. Let's pray, Lord, that as we go out in our community that, hey, I'm not going to force the issue. I'm going to let the Holy Ghost force the issue through me and somebody else. I want to have a divine appointment. I want to meet someone who's truly hungry. Sometimes it's hard for us to see who's, the person that we might think is really needy might not be the person that's really needy, right? In human form, but the Spirit knows who's needy and scattered, and the Lord can work through us to touch those people. Maybe you're feeling limited in your career and trying to find something, but O'Brien talked about this morning and letting the Lord give, get everything out of you, right? Even financially, let the Lord get everything out of you. What an encouragement even for me. Amen? This is the answer. Let's pray. Let's pray that the Lord sends out the work before us so we can help him get the work done. And that's my word for tonight. That's the simple word, I think. But we see that even in human flesh, we can feel limited. We can feel powerless, just like Jesus sort of did that day when he looked up and he saw all the multitude before him. But as the proverb showed us, if we prepare our hearts and make plans for righteousness and then give it to the Lord, roll it over to the Lord, commit it to the Lord, he gives us an answer in return and even tells us what our future will be in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll take the time to pray tonight. We'll get to our prayer card shortly. But if it's on your heart, seek, seek the Lord for this community that the Lord allows us to see the scattered and the weary and those who need shepherding to bring them into this house or whatever else might be on your heart to pray for in Jesus' name. Take some time tonight to pray to our Heavenly Father.